This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is The Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. I won't say his name. He's not very well known, but he's just kind of a, a, an annoying uh, person on Twitter and he makes me insane. But the thing that I despise the most is that his, uh, in his bio, it says Oscar nominated screenwriter. And he's like one of about 17 writers on a movie that was mostly improvised. And, you know, like, <laughs> you know as an Oscar nominated screenwriter. For, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Who do we have here? Who is this person? This is Look, Dan Waters. It would have looked like Dan Waters if he wasn't so fuzzy. Returning champ. Uh, I wish we. I wish we were a video show because because folks need to see. He's so pixelated. He looks like an emoji. I, I just. <laughs> Joe says. You know, Joe says it looked like Joan Crawford in the later years. The, the, <laughs> the gauzy filter. It worked for the voice. I suspect maybe it was Mark Waters sneaking in to pull one, pull one over us. Um, uh, Daniel. Welcome. Welcome back. What is this? How many times have you been on? Are you like our most? Uh, I, uh, I apparently, I, I got to be up there. <laughs> Easy, easiest guy to reach. Is the, uh, is the um, so, I don't know. We talked about this over on the show. So, like, I've known Dan for a million years. And every year, used to be he had these uh, Super Bowl parties. It was the only way he'd get me to go to a Super Bowl party was to have it at Dan's house. And uh, everyone would bring... There's a giant wall and people would post on it. Almost everyone would post like their top 10 lists of, of movies for the end of the year. But Dan and a tiny, tiny, hearty contingent of us, uh, there were like four or five other people, I think. We would rank every movie we had seen that year, top to bottom. And no matter what you did, I mean, I remember like one year coming in, I had like 230 movies and I was like, yeah, big man on campus here. And Dan always had about 75 more than anybody. And as time has gone by and as streaming has taken over and, 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 and other reasons, some of us don't get to see as many movies as we used to. Dan Waters is still out there. Still out there. Do a, do a, do a, what, what, not a year end wrap. I guess it's a year end wrap up. It's January. Um, and kind of use his list, which we're going to post on the site. Um, uh, oh boy. Yeah. We're not going to talk about all of them, but, but Dan did up oh, his oh, list. Oh, Charlie his, Day is not a listener of the show. 311 movies seen. Uh, how many movies did you see last year, Joe? Uh, I used to see that many when I was in college. Uh, but last year, I being, <laughs> being a grown-up now and having other things to do, <laughs> it's cut down considerably. And only 100 of those I didn't see in a theater. Oh, good I saw for most you. of them in a the theater. The last remaining seats. You still keep it in the theater. Even even Netflix movies, I end up seeing at the one WGA screening of them because I read. And Dan is why COVID is still a thing, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I I I've built up immunity to it. I have leprosy, <laughs> but <laughs> but this this list is crazy, and he breaks them up into segments. And, and please go online at uh, Trailers from Hell for uh, uh, the link to our show because we we will put this up somehow, and you can take a look. Because obviously, we're not going to talk about. 311 movies. So number 175, I'd like to get into it. Um, <laughs> you want to start? You want to start with 175? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Klondike. And then there's, yeah. So let's talk about Klondike. Klondike. Is it really Klondike? Klondike. That's funny. Uh, this is in very, section very, six. Very depressing Ukrainian film. Labeled just good and what's so bad about that? Klondike Jesus. fell right in between Joyride and between two full two worlds. What is Klondike. <laughs> Klondike is a very depressing Ukrainian film. But uh, okay. It's, it's well done, but it's like getting punched in the stomach over and over. 
but it's good. The lesbian movie so, about a girl named Klon. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. I oh. had to pick one. I had to just had to pick one seventy-five. <laughs> Let's see. After flight MH17 crashes in eastern Ukraine, violent tensions disrupt the lives of an expecting couple living in Donetsk. Um, and it's wow, good. Well, we're, we're, we're going to get a lot of viewers for that. <laughs> this is this is why. They- so what's what's your what's your uh, I don't even know what to ask. Do you want to just do you want to just well, like it's, it's, it was funny people people like I love when the the normal people say things like what are you looking forward to this year and I'm like I realize I don't look forward to movies I just see them like I don't have the, <laughs> I don't I, I I don't have that like well what should I see this weekend It's like how do I get to the mall and and, I mean, and, and, some... and 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 I have no expectations, so I get surprised. I get good surprise and bad surprise. You're you're constantly surprised, uh, Joe. What was your what was your like favorite movie this past year? Do you have a, my favorite a, movie this past year? Well, I, I really like Fallen list? Leaves. I was really surprised it didn't get any uh, Academy interest, but um, yeah, well, I was hoping it would. And, too. I, li- and I liked Ooh, number, number ten on the Daniel and I liked Four Things because it was so weird. Um, I like I like the other number nine. You're getting up. I there. like the other uh, the number other standard nine. bearers. I, I like too. I mean, uh, the, the, uh, there's only a couple of pictures I really disliked, and uh, you you know <laughs> you know which one is the one I dislike the most. But um, I won't go into it. Wait, yeah, it's the, I'm the only I'm the only person on earth who doesn't like it. Well, zone of here's what else. If we're, if we're talking about everything. I'm I'll just go like zone of interest. I thought was a little in love with its own self. Yes, it was in love with itself. And I thought I, I thought it was a perfect film from the first ten minutes, and then I go, "Is this all you're going to do?" That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, that's kind of what. Yes, number thirty on the list. Well, you after, you don't need to see anything after the first ten minutes. It just keeps repeating. Yeah, it's itself. like it's it's kind of flawless in its own way, I think. But then it's like, what else you got? I, I asked a friend of mine who had seen it uh, before I talked to Dan. I said, my my sense of it is it's a bunch of people sitting around a table and someone goes past the foie gras deer and then you hear screams in the background. Muffled, and, and muffled goes, screams. That's, that's pretty they much it be for muffled. two hours. <laughs> muffled screams. But you got to give, you got like, like, to give him credit. He, yeah. In case people don't get that, there, there's a brilliant, there's a quote unquote brilliant soundtrack where just loud piercing noises to make sure you know something. And it's nominated for best sound, of course. Uh, but he he did do something interesting. He set up cameras all over this place and just shot stuff and uh, and had people act supposedly the way that he thought they would act naturally, and then they and then they cut it all together, which is an interesting approach. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't it doesn't give you anything other than the same thing over and over and over. Well, here, here's my question because. Uh, um... Oh God! We should try to find if we can get that. I don't even know where you would find it, Joe. You you turn me on to this thing that that uh, I think or maybe. Like Edgar Wright had recommended this amazing short film called Jill Uncredited. Have you have you watched it yet? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it's great. And we watched it just the other night. It's an amazing twenty minute long short, and it's uh, there's there's a woman. I, I I wasn't prepared. I should I should know her last name, but she's an extra. She's a British extra, and she's been in a thousand movies. She's been in the movies for years. So many movies. The only director we realized who's worked with David Lynch, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I mean. It's the incredible, incredible Ken Russell and, and the movie Blake Edwards, Blake Edwards. Uh, the, I can't even describe it just because you little clips of scenes. Sometimes they're slowed down. There's a little sound effect in between each one. And it, it starts by kind of making it very clear. You're looking at scenes where it's very clearly about this person. And then it gets you to the point where you're being dropped in these massive crowd scenes and you find you're being trained to look at a film. Look for her. So where, where's Waldo approach? Yeah. You don't even notice that, you know, it's like Paul Newman, like in the foreground, you're just going, where, where is she? Where's Jill? And you spot her way in the back and there's this, but it trains you. And, it, and it's this, it, it, you couldn't watch two minutes of this movie and even come close to getting the effect. So I'm bringing that up because I'm wondering is like this zone of interest, zone of interest must work on that level that two hours into it, the, 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 impact on your psyche on your body on the way you watch a movie is 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 what dan is it is it profound is it is there one i mean i think it goes i think it goes to it's profound and then like now what okay got it you you check the profound box like you know and then it does just kind of like and then and then at at the end when 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 the lead character is is throwing up on his way up up i'm sorry to give it away 
they cut for no particular reason to the modern. Outfits. Oh no, Listen. Joe! No, Joe! No, Joe! That that was the mad. That's why. That's why it's number thirty on my list because of the flash forward. It's 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 amazing. Don't oh well, okay. We'll say no more then. Okay, so so it is. It but is. it makes no sense. <laughs> oh my God! It makes it, a ball going over a fence as a home run. That's the sense it makes. Uh, night and fog. See, see, see night and fog, and then maybe you'll get some sense of what it really should have been. Oh my! There's room. There's room for both. I thought it was very pretentious. I'm trying to think of like how? To, I don't even know how. We did no preparation. Absolutely. Here. It's like let's have Dan come in and talk about his list, and then I'm like, well, how do you talk about a list with 300 entries? But some of these are just things that, like, I know being Mary Tyler Moore is that a documentary or is that a yeah, documentary. It's a documentary. A documentary. Documentaries just, count too, Josh. I know, I know. I have I know, the great. I have. I have a category for great documentaries and good documentaries. Oh, I know it's in and your documentary. Document. Oh, there you go. Okay, fine. Um, uh, and see, this is my question because you do you rank a whole bunch of documentaries number one fifteen through one thirty one. Surely that's not just a coincidence that the hundred fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, etc. best movies you saw all happen to be docs. I there's a little nuancing going on. Yeah. Like like I, like I have a category called. Lovers to the left of me, haters to the right, call me Goldilocks. Oh yeah, and those are all movies that those are all movies that like Bo is Afraid is a great example, where a lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it. I thought it was really good. Um, and and and, and I have those all clump. They end up clumping together just just to make the list more easy to read. But but they are in that same level of quality because I I half like them, I half don't like them. It is true. I mean, there's these some are not in, yeah. these are not in order. You saw them. They're they're this. They're just. Oh you know, no! This is in, this is in the order. Like, this is this is ranked. And then it all seems like there's the big movies that that everybody loves that I generally don't really think are that great, and they all end up settling together in the same point of my 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 stratification, which like, yeah, you know you just makes sense. Yes, the the uh, fine films that shattered your G spot more violently than did mine. Um, can we talk for a minute? I know we'll, we'll we'll get the movies that we love, but yeah, number one forty six. I'm baffled by, and I don't, I don't even know how to talk about this film. I'm so mystified by it because I certainly enjoyed watching it, but people talked about Air as though it was. It's know, fine. Yeah, fine it, film but i don't even understand Leave me alone i don't no, no no i know but you're 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 in the fine area but it's the people who are no in the, we're, we're we're in agreement on this one yeah yeah and i just i don't get like the, why are you people why are you people covered in cum why it, did you organize <laughs> it's quite nice but like, it's I, a movie about a meeting <laughs> that in which they did a thing that i don't is it just because i don't care about sports like i really i don't Care but you like that, sports movies. I do like sports movies. I don't know how a meeting in which someone decided to get Michael Jordan to slap his name on a pair of sneakers. It seems to me that that subject is intrinsically fascinating to people. That's what I don't. I thought know. they nailed it. I thought they <laughs> nailed it. So the best what? possible movie. Joe, were you a fan of Air? Did it? Did it? I thought it was fine. But would you? Yeah, have but like, some people loved it. Yes, people loved it. I don't get it. I'm I'm genuinely baffled. I mean, I, I don't you know anyone who hates it. I'm like, I don't know what there is to hate there, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I certainly uh, certainly enjoyed it. But um, I just don't yeah, I got it. a lot in that category. Got David Fincher's The Killer, Michael Mann's Ferrari. They're fine. Stop loving them. <laughs> and and then, then of course, then of course the 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 big one. And yeah, maybe, Maybe, maybe it's why it wasn't nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. A shock in every writer's house except this writer's house. The Killing of the Fl- Killers of the Flower Moon. Which, which I loved. Which, which is fine. I absolutely did you read the book? Did you read the book? No, no, I didn't. And I don't I know the, how you... It's all, all I'm going to say about the book. The book is Robert De Niro's character is Jimmy Stewart. He's Tom Hanks. The FBI comes. And you, and after year after months and months of litigation, they realize he's the bad guy. Right. It's an enthralling mm-hmm. read. In the movie, Robert De Niro first scene, terrified with a twirl, twirling a mustache. We got to marry and kill those Indians. He's terrified. Like it takes away, it yeah, takes but, away something. No, sure, okay, fine. Yes, if you're walking in expecting, and I can I smoke. can understand. Okay, Martin Scorsese and Eric Roth and these great guys are saying we didn't want to make a movie about the FBI. We didn't want to make white people solving a crime. I get that. But then they said, we want to give honor to the Native Americans. Like, 
they didn't do a Native American movie either. They did a movie about fucking white idiots. But they do, yeah. It's 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 his usual fascination with evil, uh, which which I enjoy. My my sense. Do you know any about this, Joe? My sense is that Eric Roth actually adapted the book, and then Scorsese came in and just shifted the focus entirely. That uh, DiCaprio was supposed to. Play well, I, just that, I think that happened. It happened late in the game, though, because you know they already had it cast. You know, they already knew who yeah. was going to play what. And then when they after they'd been working on it for a while. They said, you know, or, or maybe DiCaprio said, or somebody said, you know, uh, this is a this is a very yeah. white bread movie, and you don't want it to be like Mississippi Burning. And I think everybody DiCaprio, hears that. Yeah, they, exactly. hear that they hear the name of that picture, and they go, "No, we don't want it to be like that," because those people just, you know, were pilloried. Yeah, and, and DiCaprio was playing the Jesse Plemons character, and he said, "I don't want to play this character." And so Eric Roth ended up writing the script twice. Oh, I thought, but no, Scorsese did a draft. I, my understanding was that Scorsese. But, 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 but Eric Roth was involved but, in yeah, okay. drafts. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think it was an interesting thing to do. And it was more like I have seen the movie in which the FBI comes in and figures out who's killing. Yeah, them. I mean, change the movie, but give me one I care about. I mean, like, like there's, a, I, there's a little, like there's I, a little mini, there's a little mini version of it in the FBI story. Yeah, twenty minute, twenty minute segment in the FBI story in the nineteen fifty. Oh, that's fascinating. Which is what, like nineteen fifty two or something? Fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. I've heard not great things about that. That's actually no, no. It's actually um, it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, it's you know J Edgar Hoover approved, but uh, it's it's right. still pretty interesting. And it and it begat the classic FBI TV series, which of course we all grew up on. That's right, and. Um, uh, but I, I want to like everything. I want to like everything. Two, look at this: two hundred forty-one movies on my wait, three hundred eleven movies on my list, and I'd say I like two hundred and nine of them. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio. My 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 clitoris is large. <laughs> that's why he's blurry. Uh, right? so I'm going up from two hundred nine, and I have heard of almost none of these movies. I tried to find a movie I've. Uh, 209 is Remember This. 208 is The Origin mm-hmm. of Evil. Uh, here we go. Saw 10. Okay. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. See, I kind of liked it. Okay. Barely. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's where we draw the line. That's where we draw the line. Transformers <laughs> Rise of the Beasts. If you're, if you're below Transformers Rise of the Beasts here. Uh, well, should we, should we talk about some good ones? Let's get into like, you know, the 20s and 30s here, possibly. Uh uh, I also want to know more about Joe's. Joe's. Uh, I was. I was hoping we could sort of kick off a few. Uh, uh, like, what was it that that set you on fire? We literally just last week dropped the episode where we talked to the writer director of my favorite movie of this past year, and um, uh, we had Andrew. It's got a lot of love uh, at the Academy Awards. You know what? You, well, know, you don't expect it to. All we got a lot of love at the got a love love at the Spirit Awards, which I'm a fan yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was I was back all, of str- all of the strangers we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, all of the strangers, yeah. Andrew Hague, and and I'm I'm back. My third the- my third favorite film of the year. Although I think the biggest thing they did promotionally for that film is have him appear on our show after the voting had finished. So uh, that that will give you a hint. <laughs> um, but it really is. It it's it just it it boggled my mind. And actually, it's funny. Dan has uh, two what he calls once in a blue moon masterpieces at the top, and we'll get to those. But uh, all of us strangers, he has as number three, otherwise known as number one in his, I don't know what, <laughs> human achievable films. Um, yeah, I, I was just um, blown away by that movie. Uh, absolutely loved it. And I don't know, maybe because it's like the last great movie I saw before that, but I can't kick and I'm sort of dying to, uh, uh, I want to go off and see the black and white version now. Um, uh, Godzilla minus zero. I saw it yesterday. Oh, you bastard. Is it in IMAX? I don't know if it's in IMAX. I saw it at a smaller theater, but it's still, it was still great. I mean, it's still, it's that kind of, I'm not sure I, I'm joking would probably, like there's, they black and white eyes, these movies, and they're not real black. They don't seem to be rich 1950s black and white, but Nine Inch Nails, Smashing Pumpkins, 80s video black and white. but. But still, it, it's something. It does something to your brain because suddenly you're looking at what you, what your brain starts to fool yourself. Oh, this is an old Godzilla movie, and the effects are so much better, and the editing's better, and everything's better. So it's like it does something to your brain that was great. I actually, I enjoyed the experience more than I enjoyed 
appearance of the color version, which is great, and I love love them both. But it it, it tickled me. Yeah, I loved it. You were a fan too, right, Joseph? Oh, I thought it was I thought it was great. I, I, the director, however, is uh, on um, uh, has been recorded as saying that he thinks it's a completely different movie in black and white. I don't quite really? see how that would be possible, but. Well, it, I can't. Yeah, maybe I can't explain it, but it felt different. Like it felt like it felt like I was, even though the black and white is new black and white, <clears> it right. still felt like an like an amazing artifact from the past. Like I had, this, like it was weird. I don't know if I approved of the black and white Fury Row, but from time to time, it it messed with my mind too. It was also yeah, I very much enjoyed what that. If the, what if, what if this came out the same weekend as On the Waterfront? Like. <laughs> people would have died of heart attacks in the theater. Uh, and I'm yes. still waiting. I've not seen, um, uh, Guillermo's. Oh, the um, black and white nightmare alley. Love that. Alley. That so was, you saw it. That was, that was great because can't wait. I thought, I thought the color version was a touch highfalutin. Like uh-huh. let's make a B let's, let's make a B movie with an A plus 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 budget. And then black and white is like, Oh yeah, this is the greatest B movie ever made. That's uh yeah I'm 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 hoping that it will come out when they put it out on Criterion or something they'll have both of us on there. Uh, let's let's tiptoe through some of the other stuff. Do you guys want to get some maestro uh, kerfuffle? I know there's a lot of. Uh, I rank it pretty high. Dan hit here, pretty great, pretty great. You have us twenty two. Are you a are you a maestro fan, Joe? I I thought uh, I thought he did a really good job of it, and uh, you know I know a lot of music people who are disappointed because it isn't about the music. Uh, it's about it's about him, uh, and uh, I thought Cooper was really good. Uh, he's uh, he. I thought he really caught the, the whole spirit of uh, of Bernstein, um, and the family apparently approved. So, I mean, I thought they were both yeah, really yeah. good. It's got great transitions, also. That is true. I thought every moment, I thought every moment it was of of it was dazzling, but I kept asking, "When's the movie going to start?" <laughs> Like it just never really felt like they took that step of like, how are we going to make this into a movie? They just had all these dazzling scenes and execution, which I loved, but would have been nice if there was more of a, I didn't nominate it for my screenplay on my Oscar ballot. Yeah, that was not, I thought the strongest way it did. That way it reminded me and maybe appreciate him all the more, you know, when Quentin started doing stuff, he was kind of writing just scenes, you know, he started out writing scenes for acting classes and he, he you know, especially his earlier films, but it, it, it's still there where like every scene seems like it's been written to kind of like blow your mind. But then you go back and you look at him, you're like, yeah, but they also hold together into like a, a full narrative arc, you know, in, in every one of his movies. And yeah, that was kind of my big thing with Maestro is it just, it felt like a collection of bravura scenes in, in search of a, a kind of narrative through line or a, a heart almost. Um, I mean, like, there's 12 good reasons to make a biopic about Leonard Bernstein, and he masterfully sidestepped all of them. But, you know, that old age makeup was incredible. Yeah, you can, you can believe he can be in his 70s and still flirt with young men on the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> he looked look like a real person. And if you like smoking, it's a great picture for you. <laughs> That's true, oh my too. God, yeah. My problem now with smoking in movies is I know they're smoking those awful clove cigarettes, and I just feel so bad for the actors in a way that I wouldn't if they were just puffing away on nicotine. Because <laughs> those things taste awful. They taste awful. Uh, number eight on your list, Jawan. Of course. Why wouldn't Jawan be number eight? I don't even know what Jawan is. Is it, wait, is it Indian film? It, it's Indian, yeah. When in doubt, it's a crazy three-hour Indian film. But Jawan is like, holy shit! It's it's about a warden of a woman's prison who's a sexy, sexy terrorist guy by during the day and sneaks around and just like it's got dance numbers, it's got apocalyptic violence, it's got broad comedy. It was one of my most entertaining movies of the year. It's on Netflix now, but I saw it in the theater and I highly recommend it. As as I recommend Leo, which is an Indian remake of a certain film called The History of Violence. I, I, yeah, I know. And to my shame, I have not. Here's the problem. I haven't had three hours and 45 minutes free 
Ah, uh, those Indians, they like their movies long. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm well, not being and, funny. And we're we're getting, it. we're all getting there ourselves now. You're, you're going to be immune. I should have killed you in Philadelphia. They take their time getting to that line. Let's just say that. Oh, so wait. And, what when, it, and when it finally, and when it finally comes, you're like, is this, this is a little late now. All this shit you've been doing. Where is it like I should have killed you in New Delhi? I don't know what the what's the uh... yes exactly. <laughs> but it's good, right? You're the only person I know who's seen it. Um, oh, it's good. It's good. And and is it, is, is it as good as RRR? Oh no 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 no. Few things. No, what well, is, is that? Is, that is a pinnacle. I agree. <laughs> it's a little better than Adam Sandler's Leo, although they're both right together on my list. I yeah, see that's 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 you being that's you sacrificing uh, integrity. No, but Adam Sandler's Leo is the bomb, yo. It's I'm a Sandler okay. apologist, as you may know. Yeah, that's my boy. Fantastic. Yeah, before that 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 bitchy category I have, where I make fun of the big movies everybody likes, I have a category, sorry not sorry, um, where I'm where I talk about movies that I like more than anybody else in America. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Right. Cause there's some interesting films here like, that, like that you liked the, a lot. Like the, the creator. Right. Let's give it a chance. Okay. But I'm, I'm the one I'm, just, I'm curious. It might make sense, but it's, but it's yeah. a lot of these things get the IMAX bump where I see them in IMAX and you didn't. Right. <laughs> it's something like, you know, IMAX kind of puts me to sleep a lot of times. It's so big, but then when I wake up, it's like I'm in the middle of the greatest movie of all time. You um, landscape with invisible hand, isn't that the? It's the landscape with invisible hand. Thank you, number yes. one thirty-two. Yeah. Everyone should see this movie. It's a quirky science fiction movie. It's got a real attitude. It's a little silly at the beginning, but then it gets into like real resonance. Like, please give it a chance. Give it a chance. I can't find anybody to talk to about this movie. It's it's it, it. What is it? Amer I know nothing about it. It's like uh, it's American. Yes, it's American. Um, and and basically, basically, uh, aliens come to Earth and they they um they kind of they're entertained by our art. They like to they like to steal our art, and that's all I'll say. Okay, and it's good. It's good. Um, I think it's good. Others would disagree with me. It's an interesting section here. And then you have uh, uh, your – I keep hearing this, that the new Hunger Games movie is actually pretty good. Let me say something. Here's, here's You want a controversial comment coming out of this podcast? The Hunger Games movie, the new Hunger Games movie, is a better portrayed portrait of evil than Killers of the Flower Moon. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa, whoa. It's, it's, Bold, it's Bold how, statement. It's how, it's how a beautiful blonde boy becomes a Nazi. It's It's very nice. Really? Okay. And it's fun. Yeah. And who? Uh, it's basically the, the the Donald Sutherland character of the other Hunger Games movies, the grand villain. It's him as a him as a young man, where he's the greatest guy in the world. Something goes wrong. Interesting. Okay. You see that I'm one? Getting, I'm, in, I'm intriguing you people. I'm intriguing you people. Yeah, very much so. Uh, did you see that one, Joe? <laughs> I did not. Okay, let's take a quick break here from yapping with Dan about uh, the 417,000 movies he saw last year and talk about, first of all, we have a Patreon. If you're enjoying the kind of content that we create, including this nutty episode, uh, you can go to patreon.com, the movies that made me, and you can actually contribute to help maintain upkeep around this place. Uh, it all goes to a good cause. Um, and we give you about once every month or so, we give you something kind of fresh and new and secret that uh, the rest of our listeners don't get. And now let's go on to our actual sponsors, the incredible folks over at MoviesUnlimited.com. I want to thank them for their support and sponsorship for all these years. And we want to tell you about the release of their premier first-run bookazine. It's a whole new thing, folks. It's like a book, but it's a magazine. Or it's a magazine, and it's kind of like a book. Never been done before, ever in the history of humanity. Bookazines of the movies Unlimited, Essential Guide to Star Trek, Volume 1, the original series. It's an info-packed publication, takes a comprehensive look at the TV series that launched science fiction's most enduring franchise and showcases all your favorite Star Trek episodes. Any lover of Star Trek is going to love this guide. It's filled with great articles, rarely seen photos, lots of things you didn't know about the original voyages of the starship 
Enterprise. So grab your copy at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million Locations, and of course, at MoviesUnlimited.com. You go to MoviesUnlimited.com, you're going to find all your favorites, both old and new movies in DVD, Blu-ray, and uh, that's pretty much it. I don't think they carry Laserdiscs anymore. When you click their banner on our website or go directly to MoviesUnlimited.com, shop to your heart's content for hard-to-find films, imports, and more. You can also sign up uh, and get their monthly printed catalog, big fat book with hundreds of movies at great prices. And remember, shipping is always free on qualifying orders over $50. So go now to MoviesUnlimited.com, the movie collector's website. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So one of these I've actually heard is great. I, and, and I'm a fan of the director, but the trailer just looked like couldn't. But people keep telling me that Gran Turismo is pretty good. You've got it in this. The trailer was insufferable. The yeah. trailer, like I was, like I'm gonna just enjoy hating this movie, and it's it's about a guy, it's about a guy who plays video games about race cars, who becomes a real race car driver. And like I'm supposed to root for him? I'm supposed to root for the guy who trained about race cars, playing video games? This is my hero. You rooted for the last Starfighter. Oh my God, you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Point counterpoint. Oh, <laughs> done. Uh, but yeah, it's a delightful movie. It's a delightful movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I shouldn't do sports references with you two guys, but Keith Jackson needs to be ABC. He always used to say this word. It's like that's why they play the game because it's like when a team, like teams are favored, teams are not favored, but anything can happen when they play the game. So that's why I see everything. Like I'm, a, I'm like grumpily arms crossed, sitting, sitting for Gran Turismo, and I was tickled. That's yeah. I, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that. I'm, I'm psyched uh, to see it, and I'm, I'm always rooting for Neil Blomkamp. Um, uh, probably is this the most controversial thing on here that you've got that you enjoyed? Uh, although, did this? I guess it doesn't even matter if it shows in a theater anymore. Uh, Rebel One, Child of Fire. Yeah, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm, people are always gunning for him too, a little bit. Yes, and like, and like, I have no, I have no favorites and no enemy. I have no enemies and no friends. I like, like <laughs> Scorsese. Scorsese is my leader. He's my main man. But I, but I like Zack Snyder's movie more this year. Wow. Oh yeah. Here you go. Yes. Uh, that that that. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think Marty listens to our show, so you're probably sick. I don't think so. And the fun thing too about going through these is you see things that you completely forgot that you saw. Like I completely forgot that I had seen uh, probably the, the the greatest title of the year, Plane. Um. Oh, pl- see, pl- Plane, Plane at least is so generic. I'm gonna remember it. But there's some like I was going back through my previous list just for fun before the show. Yeah, and like like audience members out there, list, listeners, listeners, listen to that, please. Google your title before you do it. Like, yeah. you can't do generic names because they go back to these old lists, and I'm like, like I remember playing because I saw last year and it was such a joke that it had such right. a joke title. But like I was going, there was a year that was they had a movie called The Sun. <laughs> That's right. S U N. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. And Dare. Yep. I saw these movies. Yeah. I went to the theater. I sat down. I bought popcorn. I sat and watched the movie. I have no idea what these movies are. Yeah. I think, and I like Dare, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you had it so high up on your list. So it gave me an afternoon's entertainment. But no, it is if a problem. You call it, if you call, yep. it, call it Sheila's Dare. Yep. Even, even the last Dare is generic, but at least it helps a little bit. Yeah, don't name your movie A1. Um, not not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah, play my big gripe with Plane is they just I think they missed a bet by naming the main character John Plane. <laughs> that, that's, uh, did you see Plane, Joe, with Gerard Butler? I did not see Plane. 
This is so bizarre. We've entered this weird universe where Joe has not seen any of the films we're talking about. Um, well, you just told me he's got a, how many li- pictures he's got on his list. Who could see them all except him? Well, you, yeah. you've, you've seen every. Have, movie. Oh, you've seen every movie except the ones that came out in 2023. Apparently, it helps not to have a spouse, not to have children, not yeah. to have plants, not to yeah. have pets. And the last video game <laughs> I played was Pong. <laughs> I got no life. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Josh, Josh Olson's calling me. Thank God I don't have a life. He's, uh, <laughs> he's written a great novel, though, folks. We are, we are waiting for that to uh, be published. Um, uh, can, we, can we talk a little bit without getting killed, uh, three, three guys, about number six on your list? Or? Must be Barbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. oh, shit. <laughs> Barbie, baby. Took took me twice. A lot of these movies took me twice. Oppenheimer oh, okay. took me two times. Barbie it took me two times. Yeah. So yeah, he sees. So when did they all make so much money? <laughs> yeah, the tenth time, the tenth time I saw Barbie, I really got this feminism shit. Three hundred eleven <laughs> movies, and you saw Barbie and Oppenheimer twice, and I believe uh, you saw you saw Killers of the Flower Moon too, didn't you? A couple I was, times. I was a, I was a little. Well, that, that takes a, that takes a half a day just for those. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I'm more baffled. I'm not baffled. You like Barbie, though. You like it. I actually liked it better than than my wife Nancy did. Um, But I, I actually, I have a theory. I'm not joking, and I love Greta Gerwig. This makes me love her all the more. I think she built the current kerfuffle into the film. I think because there's just no way you can walk out. And I've seen people get so outraged, and it's just like this is just an empirical fact the most entertaining character in the film just on the page is Ken. He's so much fun. Then you cast one of the greatest actors alive to play him. And you give him a show stopping number written by like top notch pop hit songwriters. And then you sit back and you wait for the outrage to happen when he's the one who gets the big nomination. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it feels intentional on her part. And then that's the plot. It's the plot of the movie. Of course. I mean, yeah, people keep saying, but it's like, it's so, it's so, I mean, and I feel for her, I think Margot Robbie's great, but it's like Barbie's kind of a thankless role in this film. She's the one who's got to hold it all together while everybody gets to be amazing around her. I, so I, I, really, I walked out of that and I was like, Ryan Gosling's getting nominated. She's not. And then, but the fact that people are trying to portray the fact that she wasn't nominated as some kind of, uh, um, I've, I've now been told online by, a couple of people that be, being being underwhelmed or being not being concerned about this or not really caring. Uh, I am both an incel and I don't care about women's rights. Oh, geez. And I keep trying to figure out which which of the five women who did get nominated it's misogynistic to have voted for. It's like <laughs> she lost to five other women. Yes, <laughs> including including God damn, the lead actress really seriously feminist film. That's I mean. Oh my God! Can we talk about it? We'll get to Anatomy of a Fall, but but you know, ac- actors actors choose these things. Actor actors choose the people who are nominated. Yeah, so actors. You know, well, they, they I, can't blame you, Josh Olsen. It's not your fault. Oh no, no, it's my it's my fault because I don't think she was robbed. She's Robbie. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can't believe. Ro- yeah, I can't I can't believe Robert Stack got that fifth nomination. Though. That yeah, exactly right. Very, very, exactly very controversial. Right. It's uh, what um, are you, Adam Baldwin well, got Best Actress nomination? Yes, <laughs> damn it. That pig. Well, I mean, I, I I mean, we're 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 all in the Academy, and I love how the people think the Academy is this faceless evil Illuminati that makes yeah. these big decisions all in a cabal together. When yeah. When when it's like we've we've been in buffets next to these people, we're like yes, mostly white, mostly old. Like we, we're all accomplished, but we have. Specific and let's be real. If you and I aren't at the screening, Joe is the youngest person in the room at most of these things. Am I? Am I? I was. I was at a. I was at, before he died. I was at a screening with Buck Henry uh-huh. in a wheelchair. Yeah, Buck Henry in a wheelchair at the end of a movie. He said, "God, I love coming to this, these Academy screens. It makes me feel so young." <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i actually think margot Roddy is above and beyond like the call of duty brilliant in that she's terrific but, yeah, she's but it's like i but it's like i can tell you a million brilliant people like 
the, the like the foreign films are even more brilliant. The girl from the woman from Fallen Leaves is brilliant. Like you know, there's not everybody's going to get nominated. Yeah. Although I can't explain Nyad. Like maybe I can explain it that everyone was at home watching it on Netflix when nobody else saw it. But well, and I don't even because I have not seen it. What it yeah, it seems like one of those movies that's baffling to me because on the one hand. So like all of us strangers, which I thought was just flat out great, just nobody saw clearly. I I did Nyad. I, was it one of those things where I just like I I, I took a nap. It played it. It played at the new. It played in the new art for a week. And and did it? Was there a swell of? I mean, it just feels like one of those things. And not to know, those are great actresses. I'm sure it's a wonderful film, but it's just sort of like a movie you've pretty much never heard of comes in and picks up a bunch of these things. Well, a lot of people like it. Also, like a lot of these movies. Remember when Whale Rider, the little girl from Whale Rider, got a nomination? Right. Mm-hmm. It was because they sent out the Whale Rider screener before anybody else did. And so everybody was like waiting for their screeners and like, well, all we got is Whale Rider. We might as well watch Whale Rider. Hey, okay, that girl's pretty good. Like, and I think Nyad had a similar like bombing, bombing of Academy members with, with, with guess what's on the Academy portal right now? Nyad. Like, Oh shit, Jody Foster and Benning. I didn't see Nyad and I didn't see 80 for Brady. They're just certain kinds of movies I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 that was mean. <laughs> 80 for Brady. <laughs> 80 for Nyad. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I genuinely am. But but it was just, and, and again, not to I, it at all, but it's just like, how does this, because so much of it is promotion. Um, I saw somebody. Uh, on on Twitter yesterday, the big producer, and I just thought, oh, you're just kind of playing to the crowd. And he was like, here's 50 amazing movies that played last year that were written and directed by women that got no Oscar, uh, you know, love at all. And I'm looking, and I've I've heard of one of them. And you're like, yeah, because they barely opened and there was no promotion behind them. It's not like, you know. Well, that's part it, of the cabal. That's, that's, yeah, that's it was on purpose. That's why there's no yeah. promotion. Yeah, oh, exactly women. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's this tiny indie film with all these actors you've never heard of that cost half a million dollars, and it's like the Academy's fault that it didn't get nominated for everything. If they it's were men, of, they would have promoted it. it it's, it's, I don't know. The, the, what's frustrating about the outrage is there are legitimate reasons, and I think sometimes to be outraged and offended or to chalk things up to misogyny or racism. But you know, when you have a movie that made three hundred trillion dollars that got eight Academy Award nominations, it's a little hard to make that case. But, um, and when it's a giant mega corporate product movie, it kind of, it reminds me of like those people who are like outraged when you know, uh, what is it, Avengers Endgame Part Two doesn't get nominated for Best Picture. It's kind of <laughs> as John Hamm says in Mad Men, that's what the money's for. That's right, exactly right. <laughs> um, number five on your here we go, five and four. I don't even know. I've never even heard the taste of things. No, the Taste of Things got snubbed. Did you see the Taste of Things, Joe? That's the French movie, it's right? Too, with, yeah. Yeah, with so his, yeah, I mean, I mean, I even go, I even take a, an aside on my list to talk about it, number five, because it's a a movie about food in France with Julie Binoche and is a period piece. Like this is the kind of movie that I do satires of. Like, and, and <laughs> I, this is like it's like making fun, and and I was just like. I was blown away by it. And then and, and I realized the fact I was blown away by it was the reason it probably didn't get a nomination for international film because it was like, it's a much more um, subdued and insinuating and movie about artists. And I think it was not the Babette's Feast crowd pleaser that everyone thought that I feared it was going to be that, that, that France thought it was going to be France didn't nominate an anatomy of the fall. Each each for the international film awards for Oscars, each country puts up their one film to be not to be considered. They didn't put up Anatomy of Fall, which got real best picture nominations and real best director, real best screenplay. Yeah. And they put up this thinking this is going to get all the Oscar love and it didn't get any. Well, they didn't put up Anatomy of Fall for political reasons. I mean, you know about this, right? Yes, yes. There's yeah, that I mean, the director Jesse Tree stood up when she got the, uh, the 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 big prize at Cannes and just called out Macron for his shitty right wing politics, which is kind of lovely. So I was like, yeah, there you go. So it's it's really French really French, French 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 food picture with Julie Binoche coming up. 
That's right. It's uh, I mean, I, it's just immensely satisfying. I mean, that to me is like one of the, one of the big stories is that she ends up. I mean, a French film for God's sake. She ends up, you know, with 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 all these nominations. And it's, yeah, and like, as a I film, am, when you have it lower on your list than, than some of these. I, you've seen Anatomy of a Fall, Joe. I have not. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been I, well. You can't see everything, and I've been trying to see as many things as I can. And you know, it's, and when, it's, when somebody I'm told not, me it was a two, a two and a half hour murder mystery with no solution, I sort of pushed it pushed it down on my list. I, I would say it has a solution, but that's that's just me. It's not number seventeen on my list. I had I had some I had some pacing issues, but but it's still great. And talking about being robbed for talking it, about it is one of those movies that talking has, about being robbed of an Oscar nomination. Messy, messy. Messy the dog is amazing. It's the best canine performance you've seen in a long time. The dog is great, and I just but I, I um and I yeah. and I go as far to say the dog the dog solves the mystery, but that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know, there's, I, there's I, also I there's also a great dog in the zone of interest, and it, it turned out that the dog it, it actually belongs to the star, the picture, the actress. It's her dog. That helps. And so it's, and I, I was same, watching this same movie. Same with Anatomy of Fall. Yeah, I'm oh, thinking, see, I go. like this dog so much better than all the people in the movie, and then uh, <laughs> it turns out no wonder it's so devoted to her. It's her dog. <laughs> well, it's got all the best lines. It's sort of like when you watch something like Time After Time, and uh, um, not Time After Time. I'm like, yeah, time, when when you see uh, like uh, Malcolm McDowell, McDowell and Mary Steenburgen falling in love on camera, you know, and you're like, wow, they really yeah. have chemistry. It's like, yeah, they were falling in love on camera. They were doing it right there. <laughs> oh, that's how. Oh, it's really her no, dog. A number of pictures. Yeah, no, I love that. But yeah, it's their dog. That makes sense. No, it's it's an incredible film, Joe. And it 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 I don't know, it stayed with me forever. And a couple of days ago, I would have said I agree with Dan, but now having had a conversation with a woman who saw something completely different than I did in terms of the thing, which is the point, and could make the case as well as I could make the case the other direction. I thought that it just made me appreciate the film all the more. That's I'm yeah, so, but so, somebody I need to somebody gave me a counter counter view on the movie, and I'm like. Hey, that's great too. Yeah, but but the fact that those counter arguments are as valid as your argument is part of the greatness of the film, I think. And it really is not because you know it's better to be mystified, but it's kind of the point of the film. Uh, I I loved it. I loved it. I I liked it when I saw it, and I woke up the next day and I liked it more. And it keeps like doing things to my brain that I I really have to give it credit for. And um, number four. Uh, everybody's favorite from last year, Falcon Lake. Of course, Falcon Lake number four. <laughs> hey, Joe, you see that one. <laughs> I, I don't think I've well, heard of it. Well, considering, <laughs> what my, considering what my number one was, I, I, I didn't feel we'll bad about there. making we'll get there. About making number four. Comp- number one is too well-known, and number four is not well-known enough. It's like, what is it's Falcon a, Lake? Sell me. Falcon Lake. Boy, great trailer. Playing at the at the small uh, small theater in Beverly Hills, the Lumiere Musical, one showtime. Dan Waters, Dan Waters doesn't drive, by the way. If you may remember from, from previous episodes, <clears throat> yes, I'm, so I'm actually outnumbered today. But neither does Joe Dante. So, and the, and they're building the subway to La Cienega. They're building a subway, but it's not <laughs> finished yet. So I got to take I got to take a train and a bus to get to this theater. And I did it for Falcon Lake. And Falcon Lake is directed by an adorable French actress who is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's girlfriend in The Walk. Okay, that everyone's, everybody's nodding there. Oh, her. Oh, um, the, 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 the Twin Towers one. Yes. Yes. Um, she's Quebecois. Uh, it's, and it, it's kind of it's like all of the strangers, kind of a ghost story. Or maybe gets to being a ghost story, but it's also cabin summer, meeting new people and burgeoning sexuality. It's a coming of age movie, but it's got some weird stuff to it, and it really brought back some Proustian memories, really Proustian firepower, and like I just enthralled by it. Wait, of your time in summer camp, or your time making a movie about summer camp? No, no, well, no, <laughs> not no. young people mm. meeting each other for the first time, but not in a camp environment. Mm. Yes, the the making of my summer camp movie will be like Zone of Interest. 
A lot of screaming off, off stage. A lot of screaming in the background. A lot of uh, lunch penalties. Oh, my God. Um, I, so, so yeah, I, that's, that's one of the things I always look forward to uh, with Dan's List is like the incredibly highly ranked film uh, or films that I have literally never heard of. And I like to think that as somebody who what works in the business and co-hosts a podcast about movies – and I've heard of most of these things. Uh, then we have number three, which is uh, uh, in the um, second section of John's li- of John's list of Dan's list. Uh, truly stunned waters, which of course is all of us strangers. Um, and uh, let let's do two and then build up to one because I I I've never not enjoyed a movie from this filmmaker. My favorite of his is still the first big one that he did um, that kind of put him on the map. I think, which I know is blasphemy, but I was knocked out by Dan's number two in a way that I gather he was as well. Um, <laughs> you act like it's obscure. No, 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 no but go, 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 go ahead. I just normally I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good, or there's always something about it. Where I'm like, eh, but, but go, go. Yeah, I mean, no, it, but it took it, it took it took me twice. I was a little like the first time I saw Oppenheimer, the movie we were talking about, was at IMAX, Man Chinese. Just overwhelmingly, overwhelming. Didn't know what was going on. When Matt Damon shows up, it's like, Matt Damon. Matt Damon will explain it to me. And Matt Damon does. He comes <laughs> in. Matt Damon goes, oh, don't worry. I'm going to tell you what the movie's about now. I'm like, oh, thank God, Matt. I love you. <laughs> and and But the, then the second time I saw it in a smaller theater all, where I hadn't had been drinking the night, Drinking before the screen. Don't drink before the screen. Drink after the screen. Um, I just was enthralled by every frame. I was just into it so much. And like, you know, and Christopher Nolan, I like him. I like him, but I never liked him this much. I mean, Christopher Nolan, you know, he is ever since like, I, as you know, I wrote a Batman movie and then he did his Batman movies. And then I saw, I think I've told this story before in this podcast, but I have to tell it every time Christopher Nolan's name comes up. <laughs> went to a screening of The Dark Knight Rises, and he, somebody asked about Batman Returns, and he said horrible things. And I thought a spotlight was going to hit me, and I was going to be taken to the stage and crucified in the middle of the stage. But, um, <laughs> but I still don't hold it against Chris. He's a great guy. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Are you uh, where? Where did you come down on Oppenheimer? You know, were you? I thought it was great. Yeah, I too saw what? it at the Chinese in, in, in IMAX, and it, it really was, uh, you know. And, and I, I, I have a, I have yeah. a, I have a big, I have a big jihad against movies that are so fucking long these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to say that I was not oh. bored ever on that in, in that picture, which is quite long. Yeah, and why is it the thing I, I grapple with so much? I mean, not not in a bad way. It's just fascinated by the fact that I'm watching a movie. That yeah, I saw it in IMAX too, and I'm I'm looking forward to showing it to Nancy on 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 just a big screen TV to see how it plays. But I thought I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that was so much, so many close ups of just people talking that really did for some weird reason demand to be seen in the biggest screen possible. That was fascinating to me. That that um, I don't think I've ever seen that many. Do you, rem- do you remember? Do you remember the you remember the master, uh, which is. Yeah, the seventy millimeter, all close-ups of people. Yeah, talking. and I hated that. <laughs> that that one That's didn't so... work for me the way this did. But why? Why did? How does? How does Oppenheimer work? I mean, how? Because it really is. It's fascinating because those decisions were all correct. I think, and they were all strange. You know, um, I mean, to me at least, I would not automatically think yes. I'm making a movie. yeah, and the and the Robert Downey the Robert Downey subplot. Like the first time I saw it, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, you gotta have Robert Downey. He's he's the key yeah. of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, although it didn't, I mean, it's the movie's three hours and one minute, and people ask, well, how long does it feel? I go three hours and one minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even gonna give you the minute. Yeah, it does, but I, I, yeah, it didn't. It didn't breeze by, but I also I didn't want it to end. Was the thing, which is. Um, uh, so often the case with movies that are a lot know, of it's the sc- a lot of it's a great score. A great score does so much. It's got a great score, um, and it's interesting too. I'd forgotten somebody brought it the other day, and and 
you know, it's just one of those decisions that actually clearly makes sense that, that, you know, about the script, Joe, that it's like all the Oppenheimer stuff. Cause there's two narrative threads throughout. If you haven't seen the film and all the stuff, that's kind of his perspective, the scripts in first person. Hmm. It's like, you know, interior room. I walk in, you know? Yeah. Which is weird. Like what does he do? What does he do when Robert Downey's in, in the Senate with his assistant? Well, no, but those scenes, those are separate. All the black and white stuff is, is I believe, written in sort of traditional. I'm in the office with Robert Downey. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I, you can see that, you know, again, the script is written primarily to work, you know, to provide, especially if you're Chris Nolan, you're not trying to win any, you know, you're not trying to sell your spec. Um, and I've heard, uh, uh, you know, uh, his lead actor talk about it, Kieran. Um, Killian Murphy. Killian, Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah, I was going to call him Kieran Culkin. Uh, Killian Murphy talked <laughs> about it. And, and it very much worked for him, and it makes sense. It just sort of put him into the head of the character in a way that... Well, yeah, it, it's going to work. It wouldn't ordinarily... Work for one person, Killian Murphy, playing... Yeah, the, but that's the guy who played Oppenheimer. It needs to. And, and it is that sense of the film. You're inside his head during those scenes. I don't know. I, I, was, I was boggled by it. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it again. Um, whereas with some of his films, I'm like, that, that was an amazing experience and I'm done. Let's move on. Uh, but now my, my favorite, and I think this is the key to Dan Waters because, you know, I don't know what you're expecting is number one to be if you haven't already peeked ahead of this list, but, um, uh, I did send it to you, Joe. Did you, have you looked at it or no? No, I tried not to. Oh, okay. So you don't know what number one is? No. I'm like, I'm number like, one, the, like, say, like the viewers hanging on tenterhooks. Number one with a bullet. Dan, you want to tell them what it is? Okay. So I, I got Falcon Lake, so I've done my done my obscure art film yes. modified, so I, I yes. can know this. And again, don't don't take away from my orgasm. <laughs> don't mop it up. Don't mop it up and try and put it back inside me. Um Jeez, ugh. <laughs> Sorry, the analogies it's like, are bad. It's like when it, it, why it's, is a writer? It's, it's like it's like when it's like when people say there's a comedy that they they laughed and they loved and like it wasn't funny. The other person says like they're trying. Oh my god, to, no, I hate that. After laugh and shove it down the throat. Anyway, John Wick Part Four. John Wick yes. Part Four. It's, <laughs> yes. it, 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 it's not a video game. You people, I got friends that are so dreary and reductive about what they think. John Wick Part 4 is John Wick Part 4 is epic poetry it's Beowulf bitches it's amazing <laughs> it's, it's an incredible thing and, it, and, it, and, uh, and, yeah. and, and I like that it's too long I like that it's too carnage I like mm -hmm. that it's too much it's too and I mean it's got such it's got classic silent movie sequences and the acting Donnie Yen oh. the Asian man the Asian man and his daughter they break my heart yep. it's, it's so good but it's Scott so, Atkins Scott Atkins steals the show and, and it's a killer clump guy. He's amazing. So yeah, I, have no, no, I, I, I love it's, it. It's pure love. But so I gave I, I sometimes I try to put that normally Dan Waters would put that in the, the film critics like to do the quirky number 10 slot of the movie right. that they <laughs> usually number 10. Well, that's my guilty pleasure. Like Cisco, Gene Cisco would say Saturday Night Fever is his 10th favorite movie of all time. Like it's the fun, it's the fun slot number ten. Like yeah, that, 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 that barrel of laughs. Yes, I, I had number. I had a number. He likes rape. Give him a break. Um. Anyway, <laughs> number ten. I was had a number ten. I go. Why am I putting in number ten? I got to be honest with myself. This is the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I was much more honest when I saw, saw it. I was telling everyone. I do remember something about apes and going to space and a f Italian family called the Corleones, but this is the greatest move of all time for right now. <laughs> right. The moment I saw it. So no apologies. It, it, yeah. I, I got, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There, there's something about it. It, it. it was, it was such an interesting decision to make it, you know, as long as it was, um, were you, you saw that one, Joe. I did finally because I had to go back because we we had the guy who did oh, the TV right. series on our show and and uh, and so I said well gee I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies so I had to go back and start at the beginning uh, and now I've since then have managed to work my way up to to the latest one which is uh, is correctly uh, characterized by Dan I think 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and something about it, but it really is. It's like the last movie in the world uh uh a boring director would have made as long as they did. Do you know what I mean? It's like if it were just some action hack, that movie would have been two hours and five minutes, maybe. And uh part part of its joy is its just incredible length. Um yeah, I I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it very, very much. And um yeah, I uh, I will not try to steal your joy, Daniel. Not, not about that one. <laughs> Thank you, especially because it caused genitalia metaphors. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, give give him number twelve before we go, because people ought to see this. Um, before we go, we got to before we go, we got to go to the bottom a little bit. Oh, we're gonna talk about the bottom. Okay, I don't, is that okay, Joe? Can we talk about terrible movies for a few minutes? <laughs> when do we not? <laughs> Joe, Joe, does, Joe, Joe doesn't like when we bag too much on terrible movies, but um, I know. But some of these, like, like which, like which, which ones? Uh, oh, hey, hey, two two eighty eight. Why did why is two eighty eight not at least two eighty? Because it's eighty for Brady. Oh, and two eighty eight. That that's I gave it a bump because it's my sister in law's favorite film of the year. So <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's as good a reason as any. <laughs> Three hundred nine. Uh, yeah. What do you what do you uh, want to what do you want to talk about? That was not oh jeez. So. Well, there was a movie called Spinning Gold, which is about the Casablanca's records. It was directed by yes. John um, Neil Bogart's son. Yes, um, I, have, I have seen that movie. Believe it or much not, like that nine eleven movie where they cast as Colin Powell, uh, a large African American man. Donna oh, Summer. Donna Summer yeah. in this movie is looks like Patty Labelle. Like I mean, yeah, she's just, it's the strangest. It's 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 yeah. She's inexplicably very large. Yes, it's, no, it's, it's a terrific actress. Not to not to slight the actress. It's just an odd casting choice. It's very crazy. Yeah. But the but but Charlie Day is from an actor from. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. You've probably seen him. He's obnoxious. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's very right. he's very talkative. He he's got the gift of gab. There's a movie, the, my least favorite film of the year, Fool's Paradise. He plays kind of a silent Charlie Chaplin character, mm-hmm. and it's 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 like watching you know Winston Churchill play Charlie. It's just so <laughs> off. It's just and every minute and then Ken Jeong, who I know is the nicest guy in the world, he's trying so hard to be funny and poignant. That's the thing. It's like I don't like a failed comedy like. Like failed dramas, funny can be funny. Failed yeah. comedy is neither dramatic nor funny. It's That's just true. If it were funny, it wouldn't be failed. Each 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 attempt at bat that doesn't hit is like a bee sting. So I was like, I felt like I three <laughs> hives watching this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember the, for a brief moment that was kind of here it comes, and there was some enthusiasm, and then it seemed to just vanish completely. And I, I had a sneaking suspicion that it might not have gone well. Yes, and the Exorcist film was not very good either. We can we can all we can all share in a na- as a nation the joy in that. Um, <laughs> and what is two oh six? What is American Outlaws? This is where oh, I really. This is where I've never heard of any of these movies. So. See, you've heard of Next Goal Wins, the Tahiti Watiti movie about Michael Fassbender coaching a soccer team. Oh yeah, no, unbelievably okay. bad. But but let's not let's not dwell on these. Um, American Outlaws. I have a huge crush on this. Actress India Isley, and she's in it, and it's not very good. But like, it's almost like I should, I, I should, should reward my crush by not even mentioning it. But if you made me watch it, I'm gonna rage you. Uh, oh, look! I, I didn't even know this was more Cat Person. Yeah, that seemed to sort of vanish too. I uh... yeah, Cat Person was the reefer madness of modern dating. <laughs> It it was the the article or the the short story and the phenomenon around it. I both found fairly irritating, so I'm not surprised or saddened. Um, uh, fry bread face in me. Oh no! Don't bring that up. Okay, I've it's never heard nice. of it. <laughs> it's too nice of a movie. And uh, some, sometimes uh, I'm just a bad person. Uh, okay. Oh, see, and here's the movie. Here you go. Uh, if you're on Facebook, or maybe it's just my algorithm, uh, every time I go on, the third entree on my news feed is a trailer for this movie, Americazzi. 
Oh yes, which was nominated for best foreign film, but it's it was so it's it's got that uh, other countries' humor maybe doesn't translate as well sometimes. That's all I'll say. Uh, oh, it's let, kind let, of let, oh, you know what we should go out on? Did you guys see Saltburn? Uh, I, I no, I have not. I've been avoiding um, it. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I have to. Uh, there's well, there, there's let's a go out on Saltburn. <laughs> there's a category, and and I've seen it with audiences, and they loved the, my audience loved it. And it's a category I have every year, and there always seems to be a candidate of a movie that thinks it's shocking and transgressive, but it's really so lame it makes my eyes water. <laughs> last year, last year was Babylon, like. Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood I, decadent. Joe, Joe's favorite like, movie. Like, I, oh, jeez. I was at the first screening of that with with Oscar, Oscar nominee Margot Rock. Oh, wait, for I, Tanya Oscar. Uh, Maggie, I, Tanya Robbie. And, and <laughs> but it was, it was just, it was just, it was chilling. It was chilling. And Southern's gotcha. the same kind of chilling. Like, it's just. Oh, that's such a, a bad recommendation. There. <laughs> There's a, it won the Babylon Award this year. There's a plot twist in Saltburn where they try to usual suspects me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and you're just like, I couldn't find my jaw after the screen while everyone's laughing around me. <laughs> so, so there you that's go. That's all I'll say. That's it. Uh, check, out, uh, check out the list. Check out the list. Um, out. We should, people should definitely check out the list because there's things on here I've never heard of. And, uh, and it, yeah, it's and, amazing. And, if you can see. Unless, unless you unless you made a movie in 2020 then maybe don't look at the list. That's right. Or you can you can take your chances. Although as I mean, there are some here from of course there are you know people we've had on the show uh, uh, whose work is on here. Most of it as I flip through so far pretty good. Um, that's always a, a fun thing produced, too. I had, a, I had yeah. a friend who produced 192 and he was like he thought he had won the Oscar. He was so re- relieved not to be lower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Daniel, yeah, thank you as ever for joining us. Great to have you. Um, we'll put the list up and uh, uh, we can give you your home address too. anybody who wants to come. And, yes, you. and your phone I, number. Your phone number. <laughs> but he is, he is on the Twitters, folks. So if you want to come at him there. But, uh, but I, yeah. did, I made sure not to put the list on Twitter. What have you, how many movies have you seen so far this year? It's January 26th as we record this. Um, n- not too many. Ten. There you go. It's not bad. More than me. The beekeeper. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Oh, can't yeah. wait. Okay. Very, very excited. Very excited. It's not John McFour, but Wiki. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. We will be back next week okay. with uh, See ya. someone else. <laughs> <laughs>